you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Sick Talk Show! Your contacts require immediate communication. Your first contact, codename, Greek Dog. The threat of texts and whatnot of just like all the, all the like, oh, hey, dude, I got food poisoning. I can't record tonight. Like, oh, we got to move it to like, so, you know, if you've been a, if you've been a fan of the show and you've been listening and you've been wondering like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened? Uh, all of a sudden it's coming out on a Friday. It was coming out on Wednesday. It's just a bunch of guys trying to get it together. Yeah, we had a boom box back there powered by batteries. We had three CDs. One of them was the new 311, the blue one with down on it. The song I hated was All Mixed Up, though. I did not like All Mixed Up. That song was for girls who were prissy bitches to be like, oh, we listened to some rock. And I was like, oh, fuck. And the Hungarian Iron God. I was just thinking how bizarre it's going to be like for someone to listen to this and hear all the clips of us talking from before. If this was their first episode and they didn't hear me say, that's why capitalism or whatever the fuck I said. We're just going to sound as out of fucking context as ever. It's going to be fucking loony. Hey, everybody! My name is Mike, and this is the Instant Safe Talk Show, episode 101. We moved on from the 100th episode chaos that took place last week. If you missed it, of course, you should definitely go listen to it, because I'll tell you what, man. I had a good time. I liked re-listening to it, and it wasn't terrible. <laughs> I really don't think it was. No. <laughs> Not terrible. <laughs> man. Oh my god, right away. Holy shit, man. Oh, I needed that. It feels good to be alive like I said last week. No. So uh we're here with our uh permanent setup here, me and Luke and Steve. That's right, Steve's and the our Crypt Keeper. Oh yeah, the Crypt Keeper's always <laughs> Cryptkeeper's always here. He's lurking in the background. Uh, watch out for Andre Kirilenko. Witchface might make a special guest appearance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen him in a while. But Looks uh, like the, uh, the fucking witch from Spirited Away. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's putting it mildly. But I'll just take your word for it. Uh, make sure you email the show, isasafepod at gmail.com. Uh, I really do uh, have some excitement. I... I told the guys earlier, I think we'd like to do a newsletter. So it's probably going to happen no matter what, even if these guys don't want to do it. I just think it'd be fun. If you want to be a part of it, you should send an email to the show, isasafepod at gmail.com, and we'll blast some shit out to you eventually, for sure. And I can log well, tell, us, in. tell us what you want the newsletter to be about, because we haven't discussed that. No, we haven't. Yeah, uh, this, it could be about this, anything. Yeah, this, That's the, the best part. We're hearing about it. It's just the Is It Safe <laughs> newsletter. So if it's uh, my opinion that... Tales from the Crypt is the greatest TV show of all time, or whether Luke wants to rant about student loans. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. If you guys think it's a good idea or not, email the show. Is it safe pod at gmail.com? It's just but, gonna be gifts of Yoda saying no. No! No! <laughs> Never! So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I just got done doing the first day podcast, and I was going back in time, which is <laughs> I have this go awful back in time. Gonna get I had this awful habit I learned from my first stepdad where it doesn't matter what's going on. When somebody comes home or I have to first engage in a social situation, I'm just super annoyed. It's so stupid. I think uh, I really figured this out when I lived with my friend Aaron about five years ago in Maryland. He'd come home from work one night and, uh, you know, I'd be sitting there in the living room and be like, hey, 
I'd be like, or I'd be like annoyed that he's there. It, it's just so stupid. I don't know where the hell it came from until it, I realized I learned it from my goddamn stepdad because it happened every day for basically seven years in the nineties. Learned it from what? watching you. I learned it by watching you. Yeah. Exactly. So. Totally oh my god! It, no, it's it's uh, it's the same reason people are shooting people in their driveways. Uh, you just you fucking don't want anybody. You want nobody coming up to your house, no one in your space. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're completely, yeah, we're just like, it, it, I don't know if we're just like paranoiac or if we're, we're so accustomed. Wow, to just like dude. Having a suburban mindset. Uh, but yeah, no, yours, yours goes way back. Uh, that's, that's pretty early on. Uh, I recall pulling up to the house from time to time and seeing you scuttle off from the living room up to your room. <laughs> <laughs> Scary man, DiBiase get home. He'd want his jacket. Well, sorry, no, Captain and Coke and his Winston's and the McNeil Lair News Hour. A lot of people don't know that DiBiase loved McNeil Lair News Hours. What about the uh, McLaughlin Group? I wish. I, you know, you know what's funny about the McLaughlin Group is I was wrong. I had special K with banana. <laughs> I was much more familiar with it from the SNL skit. That's where I first saw it. I never actually saw the show until later. So that's always going to be my go-to on the McLaughlin group. The show is even more insane than the sketch. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I, I don't doubt yeah, what, it at all. How did that show even exist? What the? What was What was even the premise? Like, what was that guy? Like, uh, I, I used to watch it because it was on, what was it, PBS or something? Like, in the mornings? I used to just watch that at my parents' house. And nobody else was watching it, but it just... I don't know. It was, uh, seemed like it was supposed to be smart TV, but it was god awful. Well, yeah, it presaged the uh, 24 hour news cycle. Like, instead of getting an actual story, it's just like rapid fire takes from idiots. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Check this out. It's yours? No, I'm not a. God damn it, I hate this shit. I'm sorry, I'm getting angry there. Oh, okay. Let's try it again. Take two. It's yours? No, I mother said she found it in your closet. I don't know. One of the guys must have lost the word. Look, Dad, it's Where not. Where did you get it? Dad, Answer I... me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, alright? I learned it by watching you. Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. Yes. You know the best part about that is the dad's face Damn. hearing the response to the, I learned it by watching you. He's just, no. <laughs> Thank you for teaching me, dad. Don't give up on me, dad. Uh, that immediately <laughs> made me think of uh, the Walker Texas Ranger where uh, Haley Joel Osmond is like, Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, I haven't seen that one in a while. All, all the weird, stiff acting from kids in the '90s for like hot button issues. <laughs> oh my god! There was a great oh, Silver Spoons one. Uh, great Silver Spoons episode about AIDS. That was fucking hilarious. Where Ricky oh. thought he could get it. He thought he could get it by touching somebody that had AIDS. That was, that was solid. I remember well, watching got, the Ryan got, White uh, story yeah. on ABC. That was a great made-for-TV movie, the Ryan White story. My oh, life yeah, is I lived over in now. Indianapolis at the time. We're we're all oh, yeah? way down. Yeah. It was, oh really? It was a big story every day. No shitsky. Well, that's fun. Yeah. 
Wow. Got a, got I, an early AIDS I, education in my life. Early AIDS oh, education. Man. That wasn't is wasn't afraid to shake hands with Magic Johnson. There you Yay! go. Uh, did you guys know Dan? that Ricky Sh- Ricky Schroeder? Um, what do you do? He it's bailed a out. Uh, yeah, real bitch. <laughs> Who's Rittenhouse? Wonder yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse. Bit. He. No, he fucking like bailed out Kyle Rittenhouse and like uh, gave like started a fund in his name or whatever. He's a he's a fucking weirdo. Damn right, that it should be. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, that happening. R- Ricky Schroeder. Yeah, there was like a it was like an Instagram and shit. I was like, wait, what? What's going on here? What is it happening? was him and the My Pillow Bozo? They were, they were teaming up. It was just propaganda and promotion of more bullshit related to. Um, he got he's got a stake in My Pillow and My Pillow guy was like, no, you better. Uh, we're getting Rittenhouse out. We're breaking him out of prison. Uh, they they were protesting his arrest and all that shit. Yeah, Sh- but, Schroeder's a Schroeder's a real <laughs> real meathead. Oh, I had a point to going back in time. So I was thinking about my stepdad, and then Steve sent us some gorgeous voicemails. Steve, these voicemails you sent to me in the emails are so good. I mean, those are fantastic. <laughs> Steve has legitimate real time from the moment voicemails, and it's so priceless to hear this stuff. Here's one example. Hey, bud, what's going on, man? Got a couple of days left for the step six, 32, <laughs> uh, 32 happens in two days. That's <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah, I just want to say hi, see what your plans were for your birthday. You got Steve and Luke share a birthday, guys, for those that don't know. I'll be like sitting around. So I think Wednesday, going out to dinner, I don't know. I <laughs> uh, wanted to... Get back in touch again about uh, working on this, uh, just say a stout thing, because I still really think that's a great idea. And yeah, I want to hear more about this project. Now I forget what the other idea was that we were talking about. Um, got it written down in a notebook somewhere. Just moved all my shit, so I've got like everything in boxes. Um, but yeah, whatever, man. I got to go back up to the office. Uh, so if I don't pick up any call at lunchtime, that's what's happening. But uh, give me a ring whenever you want, man. I'll be around. I'm shoot the shit. See how you're doing. Hi, right, brother. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Uh, probably talk to you on, uh, on Thursday. Okay, out. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you're right. Last week's you. show, Luke told us that he just sucked the life out of a lot of voicemails. And that's a good example of it right there. <laughs> No. Perfect example. I would just, I would just, I draw a blank when I get, uh, when the, when it picks up. So I just start rambling. Oh my god! Remember we used to call each other and, uh, <laughs> from uh, from drive throughs when we were making crazy ass fucking orders. <laughs> we just pull up your drive through, uh, yeah, dial. Uh, like as soon as the guy picks up, then we start our order with the drive through guy. <laughs> <So> you, <laughs> let me get a. <laughs> uh yeah let, uh let me get a uh uh oh my god uh, that drive that drive through guy got punished for no reason <laughs> poor guy oh man that is, Dude, that is a perfect no, no, no. yeah it was just straight up like a, an actual order it, 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 like, yeah. and i think i think Govier, uh used to do a thing where like uh you know i i like the mcdonald's fries by like the burger king burger or whatever he'd, he'd go to like He'd make a run, do yes. like hit like five places to get his favorite things off the menu. 
That's right. There was one time he yes. called me like all five times. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god! It was like at the next drive-through, you could hear like he was already shoving fries in his mouth from the first one, and like <laughs> ordered with his mouth full at the second. It was so fucking great. Wow, dude! Oh, that's gold. That's I wish gold. I had a voicemail of that. Yeah, me oh too. My god. But we'll just have to settle for oh, this shit. one. Boom! 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 Oh, I got a lot of run out of that voice, Bill. <laughs> That's so classic. I used to yeah. love doing that. That was the best, man. <laughs> I'm oh. I'm watching Curb right now. I'm, I'm rewatching the series, so hey, that was, uh, right on right on point. Curb, Holy Seinfeld, shit. and then for you listening, you have to guess what the final part of that voicemail was. That's a little more tricky, but it's from a very popular movie. I'll leave it at that. It's also an old movie that's dated, but those voicemails are so great, Steve. I just was so excited. I, I kept listening to them <laughs> over and over again because there's something so damn fascinating. You just don't. It's one thing to read an email, which you also have. I love that. But hearing yourself in that moment from that time frame, it just instantly made me feel like, oh, my God, I am. I was so dumb. But yet I was also possibly sharper, like more hilarious back then. Maybe I lost some of my edge. I also thought that, too. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's been consistent for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I've, I've contended on this show before that the uh, – the American lifestyle can suck the life out of you, as you guys both well know. So. Man. Yeah, but listening listening to that voicemail for me, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just as equally enervated as I've always been. <laughs> uh, but the, oh, man. You sounded more just kind of that down is, in that one to me. You didn't sound that aggravated. You're just like, oh, man. 32, so that would have been, uh, yeah, 32, 2012. Um, Still living in New York City. Back, Going back to my, I said going back up into the office, which meant I was going back up to paralegal. And uh, yeah, you want something that'll suck the life out of you? That's it. Oh wow! Yeah, not well, I've problem. been doing it for the uh, the past ten years. It's been working for me. I was gonna there say, yeah, yeah. Well, Steve it just depends. It just depends. Uh, I, I worked at a very insane place. Uh, you kind of do too, though, Steve. But you, Steve, you've kind of made your own job. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. But. Look, You've, uh, you found a way to you found a way to conquer it. I want to conquer the world. There's also this one, which has nothing to do with me or Luke, but this is a real voicemail, apparently, that was sent to Steve one day. Good afternoon, Steve. Harry Smoke at Smokes TV. I'm going <laughs> to let you know that your TV is ready. Uh, it's uh, Tuesday afternoon. I'll be here today till probably around 4:30. You'd like to pick it up today? If not. <laughs> Uh, be out here for a little while tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, late tomorrow afternoon for a little while. But uh, I just encourage you to call first before you come down just to make sure I'm here. Uh, I'll be back regular hours Thursday and Friday, 10 to 5. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus uh, fucking no fucks given by that guy. Higher <laughs> smoke. It's like he learned how to... Uh... It's like he he learned English as a second language uh, by exclusively watching like uh, coaches talk after SEC football games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought 
I literally thought that was from a, a coach or like an umpire. That that's that's so funny. You said that. Person. Oh, Steve yeah, Collins. Oh exactly. That's, that's why amazing. I love it. This is Steve Collins. Hey, oh, yeah, I love, and I love the Tuesday in there. <laughs> Tuesday. TV be ready on Tuesday. That's no, a million it's, 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 it's a Tuesday. 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 Tuesdays? <laughs> Tuesday. Ooty. I love that. That was fucking great, man. And then remind me, yes, immediately I thought of Steve Collins, who, for those that don't know, me, Luke, and Steve, and a couple other friends we know, we used to umpire after high school in the local town we lived in, in Heartland, and <laughs> there's this guy named Steve Collins who was like the ring master the ring leader of the umps and he would set us up and we would work with him or work different games and he sounded so much like steve spurrier it was hilarious it was incredible do you remember when he almost, deeper, got, uh, stuck, he almost got stuck in a ditch trying to show off uh peeling out of the parking lot to us <laughs> uh oh, he's, yep. he's an adult this guy this guy's in his like mid 40s or maybe he was 50s at the time and we're like <laughs> we're like 20 i don't know we're like 20 years old 18 19 and he gave us, he gave us the he gave us like the Metallica devil horns that he fucking peeled out and he fucking almost buried his car in the fucking in the ditch. Oh yeah, and he used to talk about like uh like which which of the the kids' moms were freaks that he would see at like memories on like a Tuesday night. Oh my god, Jesus Fucking dive bar, someone's mom. Be like, oh, I know her. She a freak. <laughs> God. Oh shit, man! That is fucking gold. Uh, that made me happy. Also, that's amazing. I don't know how this happened, but this really good announcer for the Oakland Athletics somehow he drops an n bomb while he's doing a fucking broadcast. I don't know how. I mean, is there any way to justify it? Like anybody here? Is I mean, it's you can't justify it because. Why would you slip up? He was trying to say Negro Leagues. He was talking about the Negro League Museum. Dear God, he dropped it. And Bob tried to did you, say did you Negro hear about that League? Luke? Yeah, I did not. Live. I did it was not live. hear about that. It wasn't. It wasn't something either. Where it was like, uh, like Tom Brenneman got caught on a hot mic in between innings or off Holy air. Shit. This was the like introduction to the Oakland A's game that night. And is it Dallas Braden who's next to him, Steve, or is it someone else? Uh. I think that's Dallas Braden. Yeah, the little leprechaun, leprechaun fella. Yeah, he doesn't say anything either. He's just like, it's like the guy could have said anything in the world, and he really did. He said like the worst thing possible, and Dallas Braden's next to him, like, like, dude, do you realize what that guy just said? Fuck, it's bonkers. Maybe, it's as, bonkers. I mean, it didn't seem super intentional to me when I watched the uh, clip, but it it sounds intentional if you just hear the audio. Yeah, that's yeah, that's you got the clip, Mike. Mike, do you have the clip? Can we hear? This? Oh, sure. I, I'm sure. No, I let's find not it. repeat that word. Okay, wait, wait, well, wait. We're not going to say. Yeah, it, so. All right, no. But we got to give a good. No, good call. Kid, we're not endorsing the word. Anyways, on the mound. Uh, you know what? I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. Oh, this is the Tom uh, Brenneman one. If I have hurt anyone out there, <laughs> I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I bet you are. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. Yes. Fucking as there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home <laughs> run. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Castellanos is bad timing. Yeah, he really 
He's no Marty Brenneman. That's for damn sure, right, Steve? Yeah, Marty's an asshole, too. Oh, he is now? What? It's over? Oh, of course he's an asshole. Where do you think his son <sighs> learned it from? We damn just it. got through with the fucking PSA. Ah, <laughs> learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Uh, if that doesn't tell or show how depressing the season has been for the Oakland A's, nothing will. This is some guy babbling. Who gives a fuck what you're saying? Anyways, Glenn Kuiper is a really good broadcaster, too. It's like he is a veteran, seasoned pro. He's got a great voice. I always, I, I'm not an A's fan, obviously, but I always liked listening to his calls on games. But was he on video games, too? Like, MLB the show or something? Yeah, right? Wasn't he? Yeah. I, unless there's a, I mean, or no, that was di- was is there Dan. two Kuipers? Is there two Kuipers? Is there, because there's, there's, yeah, I think there's a Dan Kuiper. There's a Mel Kuiper Jr. That's a different <laughs> spelling. Yeah, yeah. That's putting it mildly. There is a Mel Kuiper Jr. This one's spelled K U I P E R, but I, there's also the guy who did the Giants game. So maybe I get confused because the Giants and the A's are in the Bay Area. If there's two Kuipers, in the Bay Area, that would be really strange that they were both baseball announcers. But, yeah, I mean. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. We had a phenomenal Unreal. day today. Boy, Nigger League no Museum oh, and God. Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. Crazy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you I, know what, though? Oh, that, same, that's same city that's as Tom Brenneman, too. Yes, Kansas City. People just for some reason fucking lose their minds in Kansas City. (laughs) Just like, what what about getting off the plane in Kansas City makes you a sudden bigot? (laughs) It's got to be something, man. (laughs) He was, he he had had an unblemished record. He had an unblemished record of like just perfect uh, biracial liberalism uh, up until that moment. I don't bring this up for shock value. Gets Gets off the airport, slips right out. I honestly wanted to just ask because I think this goes back to what Mr. Pink brought up last week in the emails about cancel, cancel culture and like honestly, like Luke, what what would you do here? What would you, if you were the boss? Would you like I got to fire this guy? No, no, I wouldn't. I'd let him. Uh, I'd let him fight it out and try to win his uh, win his reputation back. I just like like Steve said, I, I cannot take. I cannot just look at a word and <laughs> presume its power is such that it is uh, it is like superordinate above everything else. It's very, I think context does matter. And he clearly did not intend to say that it did slip out. But I mean, it's not like it's not like Kramer fucking screaming the N word up into the uh, up into the balcony at the laugh factory oh, or whatever you know what i yeah. mean like yeah. that 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 didn't just slip out that felt different that felt cancelable uh to an extent and that guy his whole career fucking tanked uh for a very long time he suffered the consequences yeah, it led to that going anywhere anyway yeah it led to that bizarre ass yeah it was going Jerry zero yeah, it was... remember they remember they showed up on letterman after oh, the fact seinfeld to like support michael richards and the letterman show of all places which is like the most non-formal late night show maybe ever <laughs> outside of conan weird yeah yeah no that was well that was super fucked up yeah yeah that was terrible uh jerry's response to that was almost worse than the uh, original offense but i think with this guy i think uh kuiper that's oh man that's that's tough i mean that that word has so much power it does have intrinsic 
intrinsic uh, deleterious uh, power to it. And so, you know, I guess you, you hope you never, you never say it. You think that you never have a reason to say it. You think that you're well-trained enough that that'll never come out of your mouth or you have no reason to do it or it has no fucking relevance in your life or whatever. But man, that poor guy. I, I don't think, I think it's one of the, I feels like something he was like, don't say this. Don't say the N word. Don't say the N word. Don't say the N word. And then it slipped out. I don't know. That's, that's what it sounded like to me because it sounded like it was just very, very incidental, but it's, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it doesn't sound like that. there's any malice, but oh, zero man. malice. Yeah, that's I mean, it's bad. It's I mean, don't get me wrong. I just feel like he's got to win people back now or something. But a moron. Yeah, <coughs> I, I don't he's have gotta, a, he's got to get invited to a barbecue. He's got to get invited to a barbecue. And then I guess maybe I'll can be forgiven. He's got to have he's got to have people accept him. Well, he for the record, the president of the Negro Leagues Museum said, I forgive him. Hopefully everybody else can too. That is a quote. He said that statement out. So I, so we should mention that, but I don't want to be the boss of this situation. It's just, just hell on earth. It's just so awful. I'm glad I'm not a part of it, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's hell on earth. Yeah. You do well, not want to have to fucking deal with that problem. No, man. It's just... Glenn, uh, Glenn, can you sit down here for a second? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, here's what we got to <laughs> Okay, so I've been talking to a lot of people in the front office. <laughs> Is it? It's okay. So I I wanted to mention that in tandem with the Jordan Neely who was killed in the subway by a ex marine or a you know maybe a marine off duty. I don't I don't know if he's an ex or what, but he was a marine and he put him in a chokehold for so long that he killed this guy on the subway in New York City. And it just how do you? It, to me, it's fuck. I mean, he he killed him. You're you're not the fucking police, dude. You did kill him, and it's not about virtue signaling. It's not about clickbaiting here. I'm just honestly saying that guy has to be accountable. If it's involuntary manslaughter to the word, I don't know what else it is then, because that's what it is. He he killed that guy. He killed Jordan Neely. Yep. I mean, there, there's a. <clears throat> I mean, to me, this just feels like it's a legal. It's a legal issue. I mean, it's. It's manslaughter, In, involuntary or voluntary manslaughter, whatever. I mean, whatever the charges would be, the protests have baffled me a little bit. Um, I mean, there's there. Great, Eric Adams, it's fighting time. Eric Adams sucks. Um, we can all agree on that, I think. But <gasps> you know, I mean, uh, he he did have that controversial um, plan to you know uh encourage and then what what is it uh encourage and then coerce people into mental health care if they refuse to go after you know being encouraged and uh um, jordan and that was like you know six months ago or whatever and and jordan neely would have definitely qualified for something like that i mean he had a, like this guy has a rap sheet he's a rap sheet of like 40 different arrests and He's tried to kidnap like a seven-year-old. He punched a 67-year-old woman in the face, uh, unprovoked, obviously. Punched like a 62-year-old man in the face. Uh, and then 60-year-old man or whatever, just he forgave him and was just like, this guy needs help. He needs real mental help. And uh, yeah, exactly. And he ends up 
ends up on the subway. I don't know, man. I just the whole thing is I just feel like people putting their feet in the street for something like this is uh, not helping anything because I think it's just confusing the matter. Um, the guy obviously should not have put him in a chokehold for fucking what was it 13 minutes or something. Um, that's fucking savage. But, you know, it's a murder case at this point. We should strike. Fuck him. What kind of justice are they looking for? I mean, they just want this guy to they just want this guy to be, you know, arrested and incarcerated. Right. They just that's the what the protest is about. I mean, the guys won't even have a trial well, for like a fucking year. Well, it's also because the Marines white and Jordan Neely was black. So they're throwing that in the element as well. But I just don't feel like that. You nailed it, dude. Qualifies. You fucking nailed it. That's why I wanted to bring it up. This is about how we just disregard people in this country because that's what capitalism does, man. Hey, you didn't fucking figure it out. Fuck you. Next. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. So suddenly yeah, people care because he's dead, but they didn't give a fuck about him while he was alive. He was a nuisance Absolutely to people. Not. And I'm not saying he was a good guy either, but he clearly, his mom was murdered. That's a fact too. You learn when you dig more. His mom was murdered when he was 14. Obviously, what's that? His fucking, his fucking stepdad killed his mom. Oh shit. Oh, I didn't know that part. Well, there you go. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. Now it's doubly fucked up. It's even more crazy. Yeah. He started having mental breaks, mental uh, mental breaks and like schizophrenic episodes like shortly after that. I mean, it's a massive, massive fucking trauma. And if you already have that, you know, genetically, uh, that can trigger it. Hey, yeah, man. I it's, don't like what's going on around here. Yeah. Anyhow, I, I feel like it's a very messy. It's a very messy case and a messy situation. It is definitely not one that would cause me to go out into the street because I feel like the fucking discourse, as always, is being steered in the wrong direction. Well, yep. That's all I have to say no. about that. Steve? Yeah. You there? No fucking health care. No, it's a... Yeah, we need universal health care, first of all. Mm-hmm. That solves so many other problems, but this would yep. be like chief among them. And uh, we need to defund police and fund different types of efforts to uh, help in these types of situations. And that Marine did not fucking help. Oh, yes. man. oh yes. Steve, you'll love this. In and like, Windsor. Like, if you, if he's ever been in a fight before, like, you know when someone's tapped out. Like, and to, and to keep choking beyond that point, like... Yeah. What the fuck is he doing? Like, was he, did he just get real comfortable and wanted to stay there with a like <laughs> another man's it's body on top of his? So the, and wrong. You're totally choking out. It's fucking nuts. Like, it, it's definitely like uh, some some fucking white supremacist shit. Like uh, the motherfucker who just ran over uh, immigrants at the border. Like, it's yeah. it's a fucking cancer, and and people are like. I, I don't know how they buy into this fucking shit that uh, that you know the others are the enemy or whatever like, it's, I can't believe it's still happening we have so many historical examples of scapegoated uh, you know minorities and Sacco Manzetti well that's all you're going to have is scapegoated minorities if, like, you're you, fired you have, if, you've, if, you're, if, you're, if your entire ego is fucking centralized in this form of like group chauvinism every single fucking group that has any identifiable characteristic whatsoever becomes yet another different faction that you're against so now it's like oh we're against this 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 now it's 
instead of just us against the world, it's like us against uh, like 500 different fucking ethnicities, religions, um, you know, sexual orientations, whatever it might be. It's like, uh, it's fucking insane. I don't know how these people have the goddamn energy to even maintain this level of like enthusiasm for the hate that they have against like the outside world because it's, you know, that I mean, it's, there is it's people that aren't actually fucking affecting them. Like, there's there's no oh my discernible yeah. effect on your life from these people like the people who are actually affecting your life and fucking it up and making you this fucking angry like you just somehow can't parse who it is like mm -hmm. no, this is this is the one the power that's been, resides yeah this is the one that's been killing me for the last like since we started this podcast i feel like i like run in circles trying to like make this argument or at least like make it feel like it's cogent enough but we hit like there is no fucking like the the fight between left and right is just it's just us fucking killing each other you know and like that meanwhile we're all being we're all being fed upon by the fucking elites <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no there's no political left right fight right now like yeah that's they're all that's working I mean. for corporations so there you go that's well, we, that's why we well, need an actual rise of an actual left Thank you very much. Lock it in, motherfuckers. Welcome. I was going to say that exciting news when you brought up your point, Steve. That Windsor, a town where I live in sometimes with my wife in Canada, <laughs> they're putting nurses on shifts with cops from 11 at night to 11 in the morning, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was like, oh, wow. Well, that's something. That's cool. I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. That's awesome. That is awesome. That that is a positive effort. If regardless if it works or not, at least to see a we're not Canadians, obviously, but they're God, like, hey, we have a serious fucking overdose problem here in this town. And we need to do something different. Well, okay, that makes perfect sense. And I was gonna say, like, that really changes the dynamic in like a violent situation. Okay, if but if you're dealing with uh yeah, dealing with a lot of overdoses, um Yeah, it's all but, about man, I mean, oh, it's crazy. Is it is there any is there any sense of whether or not it has to be like a male nurse or does it matter? Great idea. I didn't hear anything about that. Just just nurses on shifts with cops. Me and my partner rolling out with his nurse. Either sweet. way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Me, me and my partner used to get. <laughs> there's used to there's nobody in Windsor who talks like what I just talked they, like, by the way. That's so stupid. <laughs> they, used to, they used to pound Molson's and, uh, and just live, live, uh, live life. Um, you know, like real, real kings in Windsor. And now they've got this, they've got this fucking just battle axe nurse sitting behind them, just watching everything they do. <laughs> this is funny. This is fucking oh, she's hilarious. Immediately this nurse ranch. What the ruin, fuck? No. no, this is, no, this is going to ruin cops lives. They're going to fucking hate it even more. They're going to be so angry that there's like some, some mother hen in the backseat. That's like, keeping an eye on them even if they don't even need to engage her in like some situation she's still there there's another person that's got eyeballs on them they don't like mm -hmm. that they don't like eyeballs <laughs> they don't want to be watched well, don't they wear I mean, body nobody does yeah they do of course sure, yeah. surely they do but in the in the patrol car i mean no one's checking your cam footage no one's watching your like i guess it's patrol. harder to uh claim a nurse malfunction than a body hand malfunction <laughs> yeah there you go exactly what if they yeah. roll up with the nurse one night and they roll up to somebody's house with a nurse and they deal with this i was raised in a log cabin and my family moved frequently plus my father touched my butthole 
That's why I'm on your penny. <laughs> That's why I'm on your penny. <laughs> oh. My father touched my bottle. <laughs> my father touched my bottle. <laughs> Uh, Why did they give man. Einstein that voice? Uh, I don't <laughs> just know. Just for that yeah. sketch. Yeah, I wonder. That is funny. Hey, let's just really disc, get this. Disc. <laughs> let's just make this dumb as fuck. I'm going to do this voice. What do you say? So maybe that's how I went down. But there's also this. Uh, who could say for sure? I was raised in a log no, cabin. Not that one. I was raised no, in a not that one. Oh, fuck. Whatever. I got too many of these. I got a five inch taint. <laughs> hey, man. I got some taint for you. Oh, Mr. Show, you were great, great show. Oh my so God. I, I brought those up just because I hate misbehavior. There was, there was a lot. I thought all those stories were connected in ways that you're not going to see presented to you or heard presented to you by standard issue media because it's really about the true core rotted problems that go on in this country on a day to day basis. It's not about the surface and the uh, fucking. What's yeah. his face? Al Sharpton, you know, starting yeah. up a coalition and bitching about how this guy was black and this guy needs to go to jail for the rest of his life. I mean, that element is true, but it gets so fucking stretched out by. But dude, it takes fucking center stage and, it, and it, it sucks all the goddamn oxygen out of this. It is a it's like a, it's like a house. It's like on fire. You open that fucking door and that oxygen. It's just the the amount of focus on that shit that just changes the fucking discourse immediately before like i i keep hearing the uh, mainstream media okay we're talking about gun deaths uh, that has been every fucking day every story uh local news whatever yeah well things could be worse and yeah it's clearly it's clearly a fucking problem but uh you know, I keep hearing the statistic that more kids die from gun deaths than any other any other thing. And it's like, no, no, they no lack of fucking health care kills more kids than fucking anything. So what the fuck? Like, you know, I, I get it. Guns. Guns are a fucking problem. Um, I don't know. Tell me what a solution might be unless you fucking want to just rip all the fucking guns out of society and or maybe create incentives for, you know, buyback programs that actually work. Uh, or maybe yeah, stop rip the guns out. Stop, stop producing so many uh, fucking weapons and dumping them into the fucking streets and letting people fucking murder each other. But uh, yeah, healthcare lack of fucking health care kills more fucking kids than guns do. But that will never, ever, ever, ever. You'll never hear that on fucking uh, in the media anywhere obviously for for obvious reasons because you go to commercial break and there's like seven fucking you know pharma ads that come up i got a five inch taste <laughs> i don't know what to say really on any yeah. given sunday my name is willie Anyways, there you go. Some, some stuff going on. Uh, we didn't mention last week, uh, Harry Belafonte died a couple weeks ago. He's the man. Led a great life. Did a lot of things with his life that are really cool. And also a lot of things that stood for legitimate, quality, righteous causes. I just love Harry Belafonte. I Not my favorite artist in the world, but I respected the hell out of the guy. And uh, he lived fucking forever. So... We could all be so fortunate enough to live a life like Harry Belafonte did. I'll jump in the line. I'll jump in the line. <laughs> I know John Scott would love this right now. Celebrity death talk. Hey, John Scott, we're talking celebrity deaths. You want to pop in? He, Come on. 
I think he he would appreciate and respect this one. I think, uh, man, it's funny. Is is um, I can't call it a goofy song. I think it's like a goofy song to the ears of like just American children. But you know that song is probably one of the more socially conscious songs I've ever heard. Hmm. I think it, it's great. This also really made me think about the Beetlejuice scene. It's impossible to think of the song and not think of Beetlejuice. It's impossible. It's just, I can see Catherine O'Hara right now. Actually, see, that, that's a perfect example of mainstream media gutting the political importance of a particular fucking um, product. Just sucking, just sucking the fucking um, politics out of it, draining it, you know? And turning it into a fucking goofy ass scene, <laughs> and it, it li- literally it does it replaces the memory of what this song actually should be fucking imprinting on you. It replaces it with some dumbass fucking scene from a Tim Burton movie. Ah, oh, I love Beetlejuice. Which is a Come movie on, I like. Man. I know. I do too. I do too. But this is this is like the the lameness of this is the like this is the lameness of like just liberal artists you know he wouldn't even he didn't even think twice about putting the song in he didn't use it for a particular reason except it was just funny right but it's not it's not funny to people who are like people from the caribbean yeah i think you're taking it too seriously man i i understand the point but i do i don't like that's exactly what i do (laughs) that's what i do yeah i take things too seriously my name's luke that's fine but i just don't I don't know. I think there's room for all of these things simultaneously. But I don't like now, to see there, I mean, there's, commercialization of music that I love. I think that's shitty, but that, true. that fucking true. ship sailed decades ago. This is what you said. You said you cannot listen to the song without thinking about this scene. And right. I can't I either. Cannot. I cannot yeah. either. Like, it is... Uh, it did replace... It replaced the message. The movie replaced the message. And that's it replaced bad because... It with nothing. What problem? What if it did replace a the message? Oh, what if it did raise an awareness of that song and people dug into it and learned more about it? What if it actually connected with people? See, you can't dismiss that okay. point. It might have done that. All right. All right. You know what? Won't dismiss that. I won't I'm dismiss your point either. So no one's I'm dismissed. Going for my gut. That's all you can do. All I got is going my balls and my word, <laughs> and I don't break them for nobody. Going for my Anyways, uh, there I was mean, a hey, guys. The guy's a fucking true legend. Um, unbelievable man, and unbelievable legacy. And I think everybody who likes to post pictures of them hanging out, um, the Belafonte had no goddamn idea. I think one of the most bizarre thing his like political his political engagement and his actual commitment. I think one of the most bizarre things about his life that. So fascinating is that he hosted the Tonight Show for a week back in '68. Johnny Carson left, and <laughs> Harry Belafonte <laughs> took over in 1968. By the way, and hosted the show for a week. It, it was bizarre. I saw it in a documentary a couple years ago, and I was like, "Oh wow, I didn't know that. That's really cool." And he had like all these thoughtful guests on, and was much more of a serious, like getting down to what the fuck's going on in America right now kind of discussion. It was really cool. Huh? Yeah. Right. Well. Yeah, no, it sounds that sounds interesting. I'll have to check that out. I've been watch I've watched so many of those like old ass clips uh with 
the, the Johnny Carson show and um, damn it, who's the other guy? Dick Cavett. Those, That's right. Those like ah, so many of those like old. Don't forget Tom Snyder. Oh, I'm <laughs> Tom Snyder. Did he get canceled? Phase. <laughs> he got canceled in the old school way where he yes, his show was canceled. Yeah. Oh, okay. O- he looks like the Muppet. Him. He kind of looks like that Muppet with the blue face with the furrowed eyebrows and like the flat head or like the flat top. I don't know what that Muppet was called, but he kind of looks like Tom Snyder a little bit. Yeah, like the that's... Blue Eagle? Or, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Blue Eagle. That's him. Was that his name? Was, Shit, I don't even know. Yeah, it was just Blue Eagle, I think. Oh, wow. But Blue Eagle didn't have that crazy doubler. Like, whenever Tom Snyder like, laughed, he would pull his chin back into his face and produce <laughs> Fucking insano doubler would pop out. Sam he does Eagle. Have, he does Sam have... Eagle was his name. Oh, okay. Reason. Sam Eagle. Oh my god, yeah. I actually remember that now. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> he did have like a he did have like a horse kind of <laughs> that that kind of thing going on. He was good though. He was good. I like the Tom Snyder show. The Tom Snyder way show. Fucking better, way fucking better than the Charlie Rose show. Jesus Christ. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Charlie the famous canceled. guy said it. What's his name? Uh... Yeah, I mean, he got canceled, but, like, way after that, his, like, fucking talk show was over. Oh. He was, a, he was just an interrupting dickhead. He just never let anyone talk. He sucked. <laughs> Why would you say such things, Luke? It's not very nice. Also, <laughs> we mentioned this after Luke left last week. We wanted to talk about it more. And Gordon Lightfoot died the week before last, and he lived to be 84 years old. It was a great ride. And I just loved his music. I'm a fan of Gordon Lightfoot. I always will be. Oh, yeah. I always have been. And I I mean that it's really impossible, I think, for me to even encapsulate what the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald meant to me. That's putting it mildly. I mean, it's a song that is long, I know, and it's different. It's a storytelling song. And it's beautiful, but it's interesting. And I'm just obsessed. I was always obsessed with it. I loved that song growing up. But then I opened my eyes and my ears to other cool stuff like Black Day in July, a song I'd never heard about this, you know, the riots in oh, Detroit. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, this song is fucking awesome. So there's just a whole catalog of Gordon Lightfoot shit that I love. And I want people to know that, uh, again, a life fully well-lived, 84 years old. He did everything he basically wanted to do. There's no regrets. This isn't sad. It's just marking a moment in time to remember a guy who contributed a lot to this world. He fucking rules. Oh, Doyle rules. Yeah, the chip on no. down. That's right. <laughs> chip on down. The chip on down. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I discovered Gordon Lightfoot because of uh, our our previous uh, co-host Matt Lewis. Uh, he's he turned me on to really get the appreciation. Um, although Mike, you're the one that introduced me to Gordon Lightfoot to begin <laughs> to begin with. I had a shirt in high school. Big fits. <laughs> I can't believe I had, a, I had a fucking Edmund Fitzgerald t-shirt in high school. I don't know who. My mom got that for me. She always gets me the weirdest t-shirts. But that shirt was cool. And I, I remember how excited I was. I wore that to school and everybody started ripping on me immediately. <laughs> like, oh, this isn't as cool as I thought it was. Oops. And then, oh, a worst example was... The, I don't know why I did this. I like Van Halen. I always will. Van Halen rock. They kick some fucking ass. But my mom went with, again... The stepdad from back in the day, DiBiase, they went to the Van Halen concert in the 90s, and it was, by then, it was trash Van Halen. I, I think maybe they even, Sammy Hagar had left, so they were on the singer from uh, Gary Sharon. 
from People Did More Than Words, whoever that band was. Extreme. And uh, my mom got a t-shirt from the tour, and my mom comes back, and I'm like, oh, you got a Van Halen t-shirt from the concert. That's cool, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge Tour. And she's like, you want to wear it to school? And th- I'm not a kid. I'm like, I'm, I'm a kid, but I'm 16. I'm like, yeah, cool, I'll wear this to school. And when I wore that to school... Holy shit. Our friend Morgan destroyed me. I got ripped to shit on that one way more than the big fits one. It was, it was a long day. And I'm like, I bet it was funny, but I was like, Oh, this was stupid. What was I thinking? I just gave you the, uh, the Mike Hogan treatment. 80s. Oh man. Red shoes. Yellow shoes. Yellow Fat shoes. Fat ball. There, Football there are certain people. Aren't there certain, Football there's certain people in your, in your life that you don't you don't want an update on you know like i i kind of <laughs> i kind of want i kind of want to know like uh what happened to him but i'm like it just it's gonna be it's just it's not gonna it's gonna be disappointing one way or that's the other. putting like, it mildly he's, he's just a legend he just lives lives with my mind in that yeah i don't want to think about him like driving a forklift and drinking mountain dew today <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or more like uh, running for Senate or something like. Aww. Oh, sure. It was very charismatic. I don't remember <laughs> if he ever said a single <laughs> word out loud. Have you ever met <laughs> Diane Feinstein? Oh, <laughs> on, let's give him a call. Let's just, call up just football came Nirvana. Back. Let's call up Feinstein football just, Hey, Feinstein just came back from a what three three month detour into uh, shink, shingles therapy. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Oh my God, was she ninety seven? Oh, I no, want to get an update. <laughs> Good she was God mentally heaven. gone long before that. Oh, it's so it's it's fucking hilarious to listen to these fucking fucking dipshit like Lib just this just try to defend her and and figure out a way to like not make her sound completely uh, senile. But she's pick up on. the phone and start dialing. She's oh, running also, like, she keeps running for Congress. She clearly has a problem. So, you know, oh. she's senile. Just put her in a hospital. She needs help. Stop giving her fucking authority. Oh, that's sad. Very sad. Well, I cut Steve off and then he stopped talking. That'll happen. Yeah. There you go. I was thinking uh... about what. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about uh, the hyper-specific, like, regional area uh, adult diapers that were advertised on, like, uh, the Cubs broadcast. <laughs> so my mind just went there when we started talking about, like, senile old people. <laughs> there was that text thread with Brandstrom, like, thinking about other other ones. Like, there would be, like, the... the, the, the the New Orleans Bourbon Street adult diapers or something like. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> then, then we came up with Bayou Blasters, and there was like an alligator with a diaper. <laughs> Bayou Blasters. You got cheesy blasters. Come, let us gingerly uh, touch. That was so fucking funny. That sounds like fun. I would love to gingerly hang touch out. tips. Come, let us gingerly touch our tips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an old man, but crying out loud. <laughs> the old man wearing his Bayou Blasters. Uh, all right. We got emails. We got to get to our emails. 
Is it safepod at gmail.com right. is how you can contact us. Yeah, I'm going to be honest and say that I'm, I'm always going to hear the emails live on the uh, on the show because I don't feel like logging in and out of uh, Google for fucking everything else. So oh, yes. I'm, I'm just not going to log into that. You can't just... No, Mike uh, does a great job of reading these. Oh, well, you can add your Google account to the one on the browser in on your laptop or your desktop. So you just switch. Oh, okay. I'm in Mike Govier. Now I'm in Is It Safe Pod. It's pretty seamless. Pretty seamless. Just saying. All right. I will say, I get insanely annoyed by any inconveniences like that. Uh, it's been pretty seamless for me, too. Let's see. I'm currently okay. logged into one, two, three, four, well. five, five, six. Fucking profiles, yeah. Yeah, I'm logged into seven Google profiles when I click on it, and then I can just maneuver between emails pretty quick. But who cares? Because Eric Bresham has emailed the show, who was oh, a guest on the show. Gonna, I was just going to call. I was just going to give him a shout out for, for Ransom the Musical. Ransom the Musical. Yes. A classic. <laughs> give me back feast. my son. Give <laughs> <laughs> me fucking in stitches. I couldn't move. I was laughing so If you don't pay hard. this money now, your kid is dead. He's dead. He's dead. I'm Gary Sinise. <laughs> give me back my son. Give me back my son. Yeah, Holy shit. Yeah. It's is Gary Sinise another one of those that's uh, in the in the Ricky Schroeder Scott Bayo camp? Like <laughs> the, the last remaining oh, no. like uh, right wing celebrities. Oh no. Well he did he, oh, worked man, at CBS in the last ten years. That's a red flag. So. He would not surprise it would not surprise me one bit. <sighs> that's sad. It does take some of the life out of me, I admit that freely. But I don't know though. Maybe. I kinda hate I kinda hate liberals more, so whatever. Let's find out who we hate more. Is it safepot at gmail.com? You can be just like Eric and email the show like he has here, and we're going to hear from him. Also, thanks again last week to Eric Allen. If you didn't get the thank you, a lot of fun with the audio you gave us. Oh my it's God. still here. It's thank still you, around, Eric. So. Yeah. Thank you, Wanda Matt. There's a lot of good stuff out thank there. You. King shit. Thank you. King shit. In fact, Eric was on our show recently. You can go back and listen to that episode and hear things like this. Yeah, there's a Jared Assange going on. He's coming back in a big way. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Assange. Oh, that, is, that was good. I'm so glad that, uh, that Eric isolated that one. All right, so Eric wants to talk about Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Oddly enough, gentlemen. Oh, interesting. I recently, yeah, I recently rewatched The Dark Knight Rises, and Bruce Wayne is a fucking dick. You're telling me that he is going to make Alfred, his surrogate father, mourn his passing, riddle himself with grief by blaming himself for his death, settle his estate, plan his funeral, and fucking weep <laughs> at the tomb for a fucking gotcha moment in the fucking French Riviera or whatever the fuck? I would have kicked his fucking ass. So stupid. So fucking stupid. What the fuck is this script? Bansom. Well, I got to say. Uh... Uh, yeah, 100% agree. Uh, it's <laughs> no, not. A, he, he, he's leaning. It's not in. a good he, movie. I mean, it's not a. It's a shit script. I think it's a shit script. Yeah. Yeah, the movie fucking. Sucks. I mean, the the ideology. I mean, that it's so it's penetrated with fucking idea. It just like exudes. Uh, it exudes like very institutionalist, uh, very like smooth brained ideology. Um, 
from beginning to end. I I loved it when I first saw it just because I really liked seeing um, Tom Hardy yoked up as Bane and just like fucking walking around with that hilarious accent. I I just thought that was the coolest thing. And I don't do uh, any type of drugs. Yeah, second watch, I was like, mm, uh, yeah, and then I, I was like, wait a minute, I got, I got fucking bowled over by the, you know, by the pomp and circumstance. It's a fucking terrible fucking movie. Uh, does absolute not up. predators it's, of the highest nature. Yep, is it it's obvious? Very, it's just a it's victim of the of it's the trilogy. Terrible. We gotta have a trilogy. Yes. No, it's not. Heath Ledger's no, dead, but we gotta have a third one. That's all it is. No, That's it's, it's, it's a victim vision. of doing no, it's, that. It, it is the vision of these fucking psychos whose first movie was to uh, fucking take uh, a politician named Harvey Dent, who was a, a prosecutor, and turn him into a goddamn hero. That was their whole thing. And like the whole second movie was about like, uh, or was it well, the that end is of the second first movie. movie? That's the second movie. That's the second movie. Anyway, yeah, they they are like they turn him into a fucking hero, and then like everything hinges on them preventing him, preventing any truth from coming out ever about this fucking politician it's i mean come on it's fucking ridiculous this lib brain nonsense i, I don't I mind really that part like, of it because that seems like really true to life actually <laughs> really the yeah you know, of course you it does live, protect you, institutions you, what, what at you, all costs 24 uh, 7 you, you die a hero or you live long enough become a villain no 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 what no I'm but the premise like, of no okay yeah actually you're that's right what you said. the thing but the thing that they are oh man that, all right it's true. That's exactly what they're doing, but they think it's a good thing. I don't think it's again. A good thing. I don't think it's a good thing either. But the people who do this and you know, colleges are a classic example these days. All of these fucking rape scandals, these massive amounts of you know Nassers, and they're all over now. Everyone's like, oh, the institution before everything. We got to protect this university above human fucking beings' lives. It rings very yeah, true to me. I don't think it's a yeah. good movie, but that part of the movie, I'm like, okay, that makes oh, sense. It, but but the end is like a triumphant fucking like he's he's riding off on his uh what is it the fucking bat bike or whatever he's riding <laughs> off and it's fucking sweet he's got like the really call it fucking thing and, and it's like he's got that like cool music you know and it's like what 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 are you what yeah, are it's you about the, the not the hero we yeah. need or the hero we deserve line yeah that's how it yeah. ends with this little so I, farewell from I guess Oldman. I guess it depends on who you're talking to. Like, if you're talking to uh, certain people, the, they're going to act like that. that is some kind of, like, uh, that Batman is some form of, like, a transgressive figure or that even Dark Knight Rises is some form of a transgressive movie. But it is it is not uh, whatsoever. It's an entirely fucking uh, institutionalist. Everyone! Dark, Dark Knight Rises was all fucking set pieces. Like, it's fucking all set pieces. Yeah, just just Heinz Ward running while the the, the fucking stadium collapses. Like every yeah. everything was like just supposed to be like you know bigger, better, harder, faster. But like I thought, uh, the Dark Knight with the uh, with the surveillance capitalism thing at the core of the fucking plot, where uh, uh, the the devices invented to uh, manipulate everyone's cell phone into providing data to Batman so he can know where everyone is and what's happening everywhere all the time. And like that that's that's kind of it like r I think right after that or maybe right before that uh you know Prism was exposed by uh Snowden and then uh we yeah. had the the revelations about Pegasus. Uh we know how much uh 
uh, what's that fucking uh, Cambridge Analytica was was mining data and are still mining data. Fucking Peter Thiel's bullshit operation is going yeah. to be given all the fucking medical information for the NHS in the UK. Like, like these information oh. aggregators uh, that are they're using it to to uh, to discipline the people with surveillance capitalism. And even if you're not feeling surveilled, you are being fucking surveilled. And if you are feeling surveilled, you're getting fucking paranoid and <laughs> staying in your house, like we talked about earlier. But, yeah, that's uh, finest. So I thought that was the, the big crux of the movie that that uh, that for Batman's character, the the ends justified the means, and I don't think they ever do. And I think there should be nothing like surveillance capitalism. Whoever owns that place, I want him on the phone. Beautiful. You, well said. You also bring up a real good thing. This is just a real quick kind of like uh, ancillary comment. Maybe anyhow, just the fact that someone like Chris Nolan, because I have something uh, at eleven, and uh, it's his brother, right? That that also helped. Jonathan Nolan, Jonathan Nolan. I think maybe they brought in Goyer at some point, but the fact that they they are aware of they are aware of issues uh, like in society, you know, quote unquote they put those things into the movie but then uh you know in the end the the angle is like oh this fucking billionaire that has all this insane power has everything like he does have this fucking surveillance uh capability now and he's like all right flip the switch turn it off uh we're like we're good people billionaires type your name we'll destroy the whole thing it's all yeah, gone. We're just gonna fucking, yeah. That's a fucking just, fantasy of anything in all three movies, also, actually. So it's like a fucking it's a fucking riddle. Yeah, just type your name. Like, why does that to be like a love letter, you fucking dick? Just put the goddamn instructions on the fucking desktop. It's a this movie. It's gonna is, be dramatic. Yeah, I know, but it's just so, it's so okay. Lame. It's trash. That's also the reason the reason the shit doesn't get ways to get rid of the few things that provide relief and comfort. I mean, on the contrary. Like I, I love. Uh, I love David Cronenberg, but uh, when oh god, what's the name of that Delillo novel? Cosmopolis. When, oh, yeah. when he made a movie for Cosmopolis, he he didn't pick up on like uh, I mean yeah he he blows all he got away. was like the 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 horror story part of it, but like it it didn't get at like any of the like how fucking funny the book is, like how ridiculous fucking billionaires are, and why they, like you know here's here's a day in the life of a billionaire pretty much, and like. Look how fucking stupid they are! Like even, Come after even me. Yeah, I'm that, a man. Dude, I'm forty. Cronenberg, Cronenberg is one is one of my all time favorites, and he will blow me away with how much he does not get satire or or politics. Sometimes, um, I feel like he realized Cosmopolis and Maps of the Stars, uh, Maps to the Stars. I forget. Um, Tonight, I say to the Russian oligarchs and the but he picks up he it's like <laughs> there's more satire in that than than in cosmopolis which is satire it yeah that's a that's a really great example okay. yeah we we can we can move on yeah, yeah. i guess we beat that horse no, no, i mean uh he certainly got eric i think we covered how we all feel about that and there was great points made by all three of us we'll lock it in oh, wait wait wait, wait. No, but he did he made a very oh, unlock it point. yeah oh, unlock shit, it. I don't have... <laughs> can, can you reverse it can you reverse i, I need sound? a reverse i need reverse a reverse drop uh, you need to yeah, you gotta you gotta Missy Elliott. Flip <laughs> <laughs> it up, down, and reverse it. <laughs> 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 oh, we can do this though. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. 
Knock it up. But he was he was talking about the silliness of of like you know Alfred having to take care of all of his affairs. Yeah, <laughs> while he, that was fucking. That is. Oh, fucking it's a great hilarious. email. That is yeah, so awesome prank, funny. bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, sweet. Yeah, you know, ten years later, you've got two ten-year-olds you're sitting with in fucking France, and we find and we randomly meet. We finally. Oh, Bernie Franca. I want to say I'll drink my Bernie Franca. <laughs> I gotta get that drop ASAP, and I'm gonna play it all week next week. My Bernie Remember, Franca. Uh, everyone thought jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt was gonna be like Nightwing or Robert or some shit. Yes. Robin. Yeah, it was all yeah, about him being Robin. Never fucking happened. Because it was his uh, nickname as a kid or whatever. Yeah, it's like, why the fuck do they throw that in there? Just to tease us. If it's over anyways, why are you trying to like lead us down a road of something that could be fun and no chance somebody of it ever was, happening? Somebody was yeah, probably like... in line to direct a fucking Robin movie. And Let me search it. Yeah, like if they, they, they just introduced Barbara Gordon just long enough for her to get paralyzed and then just fucking leave it there. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Wow, dude. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well said. There you go, the, Eric. Oh, my God. All of, the rises, injuries, hell. all of the injuries and all of the devastation and everything are in, in the interest of the fucking police state that is, like, uh, being, like, uh, aided and abetted by this fucking billionaire vigilante. We have Tonight, to remember what fucking Batman I say to the really Russian is. oligarchs, but it is fucking hilarious that um, Bruce Wayne thinks let's just let's just leave a bunch of breadcrumbs for poor old Alfred who's got to take care of all this shit and hopefully <laughs> he lives hopefully he lives another ten years or so and then he can see me in France when I'm eating a beignet somewhere. God. Yeah, you don't see Wayne Enterprises Wayne Enterprises donating a shit ton of money for like you know mental health research or anything like that. Well, it's just like. Yeah, they they're, they're, their and they're obviously in out fucking of, out of a orphanage. <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're obviously in defense contracting if they have all this fucking goofy tactical gear around. Like literally everything he says, they got he's, 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 like the Wayne Enterprises has to be doing more harm than good, more more harm than Batman does good. Absolutely, he's like I won't kill anyone, but I'll definitely develop fucking weapons that will. <laughs> they're Guys, making, they're making so many real quick from the bottom of my heart to express my dissatisfaction with both of you and Matt. Thanks, John. <laughs> they they make so many weapons that they have extras for Batman to use. That's right. I mean, they just got a boatload. It's awesome. All right, let's get to the next email. We got to get these in. Thank you, Eric. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it's trash, and we all know it. So who cares? Just take the L, like sincerely apologize or sincerely say, hey, you know, this person, though he or she identifies differently politically, has a decent point. Like, let's talk that out. Thanks, Scott. Danny, Danny B. Gents, hell of a 100th episode. Nice work. Wow. Yes. That's a ringing endorsement of the chaos of last week. That makes me feel good. Bust out the Yoda. Thank you, sir. Butts out the Yoda and Keeper again. Anyways, I do still do a podcast. This is the Spotify link. Ah, Music Friends. That's what it's called. That's right. It's called Music Friends, guys. Please check out Danny's podcast, Music Friends. John Scott was on it once, and um, there's much more episodes since then, in fact. I'm sorry. I just got to say, Danny, accept our apologies. Or accept my apology, at least, for not, not following or tracking. My bad. He put... He doesn't do it weekly or monthly. It looks like he did do two episodes over the last five months, though. So that's fun. You can check those out. One of the focal points 
Luke, you're going to love this. Radiohead's in rainbows on the latest episode of Music Friends. Good guy. Don't miss out on that, Luke. Do not miss out on that. <laughs> Luke, which platform do you use? I'll link you up. That's Danny asking you. Luke, which platform oh. do you use? I'll link you up. You know what? I use uh, Podcast Addict. That's the one that I use. That's right. Podcast Addict. But I can, I can always, you know, expand my horizons and and use others i that's just the one that's my go-to that's where everything i've got that's downloaded all that shit really okay that'll be fun thank you danny danny also wants to know mike he's asking me directly and i want to hear what steve has to say about this as well because danny you're gonna learn steve knows a lot about sports mike what was your instant reaction in the moment to the lions taking gibbs at 12 in the draft i gotta say it was it was very surprising and it goes against what most people say these days about why would you draft a running back in the first round? But I trust Brad Holmes, the GM. I really do. And if this is who he believes, I mean, I love Gibbs in college. He played at Georgia tech before transferring to Alabama last year. He's a badass running back. He always has been. And if Brad Holmes thinks he's going to be a difference maker, then who cares what anybody else says? Go for it. I, I was annoyed at first, Danny, but now I'm like, all right, let's rock and roll, man. Let's see what Gibbs can do. He could be, Better than Bijan Robinson. He could be the best back in the draft. He could be an offensive threat this year, especially with that offensive line. So I'm pretty much for it. That's it. Anybody else? No. I'm, uh, what was sports? Uh, hello? Was that sports? And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that was sports. Okay. So moving I'm, on from that, last, thanks, Danny. I'm in last place in both of my fantasy baseball leagues. And I oh, actually, no. That's tragic. And then we've got... Who went oh, after wait. Gibbs that you would have taken? <sighs> Who went after Gibbs that I would have taken? That's a great question, Steve. I really, really, really love Zay Flowers from Boston College. He's a wide receiver, though, and I they don't really need that. But I think he's going to be a badass, especially now that Lamar Jackson's resigned. He gets to throw with Zay Flowers or Rashad Bateman's coming back. He'll be healthy. Plus, Mark Andrews is all pro tight end, essentially. That ish, that offense should be a whole new world now. I mean, John Harbaugh has to live in modern times and get out of the, the run-first focus that's so dated. And Lamar is a good passer. He's been a fucking MVP already. So, I like that crazy-ass wishbone they were running for a while, though. Oh, it was fun. It, yeah, it was like spread offense wishbone. But uh, it looks like they got too paranoid or something. I don't know. Maybe they just felt it was their best way to win. I, I, they won a Super Bowl once, so he knows something about doing something. Harbaugh does. I, <laughs> yeah, I just want to see Lamar flourish again and just unleash hell, especially yeah, he's because so much fun. Yeah, and he didn't hire an agent, and he made that deal work. Still, he still got a good deal while everybody in the world ripped his ass for a year, really, because he refused to have an agent. He won. Hell yeah, Lamar. Fucking ass. That's fucking I'm hoping great. Uh, my, my Colts have the next version of Lamar and uh, Anthony Richardson. Ah, oh, dude. Yeah, that was stunning. Everybody in the world thought Will Levis would go to the Colts, and that was the classic, like, slow white guy quarterback. No, the Colts are going to have a fucking badass athlete who's a superstar stud, and it's going to be next-level shit. I'm really excited to yeah, see if finally, he can... Finally, someone dynamic behind there. Yeah, it's, it's about fucking time, man. That, that guy is super athlete. He could do anything. The only question is, will he be accurate enough? And if uh, Nick Steichen, the new coach, Shane Steichen, the former coach yeah. from Philly, he got Jalen Hurts to... I didn't think Jalen Hurts would be a, 
as good as he's been coming out. I really and didn't. I thought look he was at his leader. fucking contract. Exactly. Yeah, that's what got Lamar his. So that was fucking awesome. I'm all for it. Yeah. More all of this. Fashion. More than this. All right, that's our emails. Thank you guys for sharing those. I did listen to a podcast about the writer strike because Steve, you enlightened me last week by telling me that happens. It's happening now, and I'm really engrossed in it because I want to see how this plays out. And we've already got the battles beginning, and the Writers Guild is saying, look at the fucking pay these CEOs make at these production studios. It's fucking stupid. And we're just trying to get a writer's room maintained, staff writers. It's basically what it is about, folks. Like, there needs to be a continuation of what the writers have always done, is to be employees, not just 1099 freelancers. And that's really what the fight is about. Plus, there's AI involved now, and, you know, writing scripts in the future. This is a... This one's gonna and go there's on no for a residuals while. anymore because uh, yes. the, like everything's on fucking streaming now, so you can't like get Seinfeld picked up on like you know whatever your local TV station is. It plays at like five to six p.m. or something like that. Uh, so you're you're not getting residuals for that, and the studios buy everything. Like Netflix will buy shit just to like kill it. Like, <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll buy a third season or whatever, and then just say, you know what, we're not even going to fucking air this, and we own it forever, so you can't even like show yeah. the, the thing you wanted to make to show the world. You don't get to show that to anyone ever because we own it. Hell yeah, yeah. Remember, fucking garbage. The, the writers should have when, control. Total garbage. Fuck yeah. Remember when guys, years and years. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Luke. Sorry. Speak. fucking. Decades of people like uh, being angry about big box stores killing mom and pop shops. Like this is the same fucking thing. I mean, like they buy they buy you out. They did this little Amazon fucking the entire business model. Like you know what was there was like a diaper store example. It was like a local. It was like a it was like a small business that like distributed diapers, and they were like, "Oh, found them in the basement garbage eating diaper shit." I'm eating garbage diaper shit. They're like, we can do this better. And they just fucking started crushing businesses one at a fucking time. Was your mind changing my model. diaper? Yeah. Ah! It's, the same, it's the same fucking thing. And the fact that, like, uh, it's it's weird to hear people surprised about the writer's strike. Um, it's, but it's also surprising to hear about the writer's strike being so important when like the railroad workers strike was completely fucking smothered in the in the media and shoved in the fucking back dumpster. That so, Luke smile is. It's it's a strange it's a strange thing because the media owns uh the, these people like creating entertainment gives you an insane amount of fucking power. So you need to fucking strike. It is the absolute fucking best thing you can do. Uh, these studios are making in. Oh, my God. They're making ungodly amounts of money. So fuck them. And uh, you fucking earn it, you know? Yep. It's, you know, maybe maybe stop. Maybe stop writing so much uh, pro liberal shit. But. Otherwise, go for it. Aww. And, and uh, stop writing pro-right shit, too. You know what? Just curate. Just write only stuff for me. And then I'll be very mm. happy. And worst of all, I take crap from absolutely everybody. I wanted to get to this discussion, Luke, before we go. Yeah, they're like the only strong fucking union out there, man. They're the only union that has a fucking public platform. Mm, that's like I that mean, anyone cares about. 
No, the, yeah, the, I see your point. That everybody cares about auto workers. Nobody cares about them. I don't know. Everybody cares about, them. Cares about the races. Teachers have a great union. Um, yeah, yeah, but anyways. Can, Look, fucking I want to too. talk about this point. You brought it up on the show notes. We're, guys, we're getting real organized. We're actually following a lot of the show notes today, which makes me very happy. You want to yes. talk about Biden calling people deadbeats? Deadbeats. Fuck dead yeah, beats. man. What about this? What is the story here? What happened? Well, because we don't pay our debts. Uh, he's like a fucking Lannister. He's uh, this sick motherfucker. He's a Lannister. <laughs> uh, this is just a boomer. He's just, it's just like this boomer mentality. I don't even know. Is he like older than a boomer? Uh, One, two, he... three, four, dead beats. Yes. Yes. Dead beats. So we're dead beats, right? That is absolutely right. He said, uh, you know, he said when it was like, you know, paying the debt, the debt ceiling, they, this whole th- it was this artificial fucking bullshit. Uh, he was like, we pay our debts. We're not deadbeats. And it's like, you fucking asshole. Like, this is, that is the fucking core of his mentality. And I think that comment right there uh, basically says it all. Uh, anybody who thinks that. Biden is a decent person or cares about anything. Um, he's he's a first of all he's deranged now, but even when he was spry and mighty, uh, he still <laughs> thought you're a fucking deadbeat for not paying your fucking bills. Oh, because he doesn't, you know, because these fucking Philistines have no interest at all, uh, you oh. know, in anybody fucking. Where are you sending your credit card payments? There you go. It's Wilmington, Delaware, right? Yeah, exactly. Everything goes to fucking Delaware. The entire or South Dakota industry. Yeah. What? Yeah, you got two states that are like tax havens. The money in your account didn't do too well. It's gone. So, everyone should know that at this point. Fuck. He's the fucking senator from MBNA. Come on. They fucking literally, oh. he has been known that way for three fucking, de- five decades. Five Don't worry, decades. we can just transfer money from your account into a portfolio with your son, and it's gone! It's gone. We're all losers, we're all gonna die. Is that the sum of the story? No, no. Uh, not necessarily. I think, uh, <laughs> I think it's telling, that, well... Here's, here's something I heard about uh, credit card companies a long time ago from someone who worked at one was that they called deadbeats people who paid their monthly bills on time because then they didn't get the interest charge. Mm-hmm. So that's how credit card companies think of deadbeats. And I think that's how Joe Biden probably thinks of deadbeats because he's been in their pockets since day one. Uh, you know, Joe Biden yeah. also, I, I guess I don't <laughs> care, but it, it's pretty shitty that Joe Biden has a... That's amazing. A child that he has a grandchild that he won't acknowledge because Hunter Biden bangs some stripper and Hunter Biden's such a scumbag. He's trying to make sure that that kid cannot use his name, even though he clearly has been proven to be the father through DNA. <laughs> so that's just it's, oh, was there a Mo- no. Maury Povich with Hunter Biden on it? I wish. Can you imagine how awesome that would be. I know. Fuck. That's fucking Son gold, bitch. Right? You Look, you're what? pissed that there's not no, a Maury Povich. Is that what it is? I'm just disappointed that that does not exist, or and it can't. Oh, this kills me. I really want to see that. It could. 
We could start a sketch comedy group. Who's going to play Hunter Biden? You got to have a big dick. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never seen him. I don't even know what he looks like. Right. You got to have a real, you got to got a real rope. Who is, uh, who's the doppelganger for Hunter Biden? I'm not sure. I have no idea. Neither do I. I I've never seen what he looks like. I'll have to Google him, but remember at one Hunter time we Biden. had that email change. We were doing the doppelgangers of all our friends. That was great. We did Kirk Vonnegut for Texas Dad, Papa Texas. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh that my was, God, that, that was classic. One. Are you kidding? That's so perfect. Oh wait a minute, he doesn't say it. You're not gonna say you are not the father. They're just showing the celebration. That's serious drama, okay? And Colin recognizes that. Right. Fuck Dad. Boo. You're gonna have to work. You got. You got to dial in the drops before the episode. That's that's all. Well, yeah, we didn't we talk about totally, Maury. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we, we outlined a Maury Povich segment. Yeah, into exactly. exactly. Yeah, we got a Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. bit, too. It's going to be great. Yeah. You, just need to have, you need to have like 10 million, like 10 million drops ready to go. There we go. I think this is the one we're going to get here. When Callie found out that she was pregnant with her now one-year-old son, Jordan, she was excited. When her ex-boyfriend found out about the baby, he promised to be there no matter what. But Ooh. no, no. But soon oh, after, soon after baby Jordan was born, John grabs the birth certificate, rips it up, throws it. Oh in the wow! And John begins to deny the baby. Oh, there's swear words. John denies the baby. Can't get a raw cut. Come on. You know he's. You know he's married to Connie Chung. No. Like, like what kind of weirdness is that? He was. Like, what is he of, dead now? What kind of a, what kind of a weird man? What kind of a weird man does that kind of show? I mean, I get. I get wanting to make money. I oh, just... Maury is still alive. He's alive and well, folks. Oh, he's yeah. No, yeah. Is he the uh, father? Like, <laughs> do they have kids? Chung and Povich. The children. More DNA tests. I'd love to see that. I'm sorry, but it's really fucking disgusting. He's a he's a lovable guy. Like if you knew like you met him at a deli or something, he's great. Didn't know who he was, <laughs> but that's fucking disgusting, man. What a fucking gross piece of shit. Oh and so is Connie Chung, man. What a fuck well, oh. she, you know, fucking peddled lies to get us into Iraq, you know, whatever. So she's also <laughs> a gross piece of shit. Whoa, um, that sucks, man. They yeah, weren't even I, fun I, I, Brian Williams lies. Yeah, no, they come on, man. Brian. That's what I'm talking about. No. Where's the stolen valor at these days? Lies. Exactly. Have some fun lies. I, I, I took a fucking grappling hook, threw it over the goddamn palace wall, and fucking pulled myself up, just myself, and then I got fucking hit by a, a scud missile. You yeah, know, like, I, I, I met with Curveball in an alley and took a fucking bite out of the yellow cake no. just to show him who's boss. <laughs> Sorry. Trade secret. <laughs> I've been eating yellow cake since I was like 10 years old. I don't fucking know what everybody's... If anything, it's made me stronger. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's like fucking Prince's Bride. It's Iocane powder. So it's, it's, it's every Marvel character's origin story. <laughs> yep there it is so oh. right. yeah oh, at no. one point at one point there was some form of uh apprehension toward the uh toward the, like the energy energy fucking industry in this country but you know you just embrace it it turns into superheroes and then everything is sweet 
Uh, yeah, and, and single people can solve problems that it takes many people to solve. <laughs> yeah, dude, you just need one. Oh, yeah, you, you just need, need one hero. <laughs> we can only t we can only tell history by biopic they're, about they're one person. Okay. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna get the Stonewall movie. You're gonna get the Milk movie. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Fucking perfect example. Yeah. Okay. It is. I, I don't have anything to say after that. No, it's perfect. Uh, we're wrap up the show here. We gotta have a song for this week. Is it safepod at gmail.com? Oh. Yeah. Uh, unless you have something that's like relevant. No. I was just thinking. You got I, was just, I was just thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke's got music, guys. About, wow. Um... All right. Fun. This okay. is from Radioheads and Rainbows tonight. I on repeat. I love love. Uh, Cornflake. Uh, I love the Jawbox version too, but you know, Steve did point out at one point that we're very um very macho heavy. So I was thinking maybe uh throwing on some Tori Amos uh Cornflake Girl. Sometimes I get I like, like I'm angry when I'm excited, okay? I, I like fucking it. love that song. I think it's amazing. Why shaking me off? Let's do it. Tori Amos's Cornflake Girl. Yeah. We'll close out today's episode. Thanks for listening, folks. We're loving what we're doing here. We're on to episode 102 next week. And if there's anything you guys want to hear about, let us know. Is it safe pod at gmail.com? Me, Steve, Luke. We're your pals. We're your buddies. We're here to help. You know, we just want to be your friends and maybe, uh, you know, just try to keep it real in the process. Nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong. As James Brown said. I don't see nothing wrong. Oh, oh shit yeah whoops damn it i thought it was jodeci for a second I, that was my mistake <laughs> oh, jodeci where you been jodeci i miss you that's putting it mildly all right cornflake girl by tori amos thanks everybody steve luke mike you know the deal This is not really, this is not really happening.
Let your love 